this is Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. This is Jill and this is Fiona. I'm yes. Fiona. No, you're Fiona. <laughs> Welcome to Earth Tribe Radio, your home on planet Earth. So, let's explore um, how other cultures deal with death. And even sub subcultures within our culture. Yeah. Because I know, I think I've mentioned this before on one of the other shows, that my grandma, who was had different European, some German, some French, some Swedish, but uh, when she was in South Africa, all of the older women, probably our age or younger than us a little bit, and up, uh, would take the dead person, the person would be delivered to them on the kitchen table, mm-hmm. and they would dress them, and then they would be taken out with some kind of, I guess it was Christian uh, prayers and things, and buried under a tree. So, you know, in, in those cultures, the whole, I guess the kids would move in and out, it was part of death, was part of life, and that was probably, what, 100 years ago. So, Well, even in many cultures today... Uh, um, you know, not farming out your elders, you know, into the twilight homes Mm -hmm. or, you know, um, keeping them in the family and the young ones as they grow up, they they watch the aging process. Nobody's panicked about it. And Mm -hmm. um, um, I remember last year I was doing some hospice with a a traditional family of a different culture. And the the grandchildren were uh, loved their grandmother, and they knew this was about to happen. And the mm. uh, one of them, little one, seven years old, I think Baltimore son, came twins. They were twins, and one was very nervous about grandma passing. The other one didn't show anything, but so it was nighttime. We had a fire outside, and. Uh, he was talking to me about, but, you know, where does she go? Mm. And I, you know, I said, look at the stars. Look at the stars. So after your abuela leaves, that's what she becomes. So you can talk to her anytime the stars come out. Now, and I said, also, I want you to understand, even though it's daytime, the stars are still there. You just can't see them because the sun is there. So you will always have a... And I showed him Venus. And I said, that's called Venus, and that's where your grandma's going to appear. And I love that because that takes us back to the wonderful San Bushman in Africa and the other tribes that and Alaska in the tribes in Alaska think uh, one of their beautiful um, thoughts is the stars are just the light of joy coming from our ancestors who passed mm. before us mm-hmm. so we just look up there and we see the joy of our ancestors and the the bushmen too you know it's just all across the 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 world there in different cultures in the Lakota traditional ceremony when someone dies they have the ceremony of the keeping of the spirit they keep the spirit for a year with them they put it on the altar so every day uh, their prayers done every time they have a mo- uh, uh, some food they put some aside for the ancestors it's a great treasuring of releasing 
you know, for a full year honoring yeah, their Yeah, it helps people too, doesn't it? When somebody dies, as Barry Long said, it's always, it's not ever the going, it's always the leaving, mm-hmm. leaving people. And and uh, I think having something like that is also very, very helpful because it makes you feel they're somehow there, there's some, you know, and everybody's got, I mean, if you've got different ideas about what actually happens after death, yeah. but... Um, well, there... <laughs> Did I ever tell you? Um, this elder person I know who 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 uh, is sort of very I can't tell whether you know. There's just this wonderful quality. If I can be just general about the Italians and the Jewish people, it's just the mothering, and I've got it covered. And I'll take care mm-hmm. of you, and all this wonderful thing. You don't necessarily get it in the English or Irish cultures, mm-hmm. but and there's one woman, you know, she was older and she was getting old and they were saying, well, you know, grandma or great grandma, you know, you can go now. She says, I can't. I haven't done the curtains yet. So in her mind, she was setting up the place as she wanted it so that when she transitioned she was going to go in with the curtains that she wanted, the kitchen that she wanted. And I love that. I thought, yeah, you go and decorate it and, you know, you know. And that is, uh, it, it's so wonderful that everybody has different cultural ideas I know. about death. And again, everybody's right according to their culture. Yeah. I mean, in, in India, our daughter goes so often, they parade the dead bodies yeah. down the street with all the flowers around them. They take them to the burning, but there's really a name for and, it. In the, the Ganges, crimi- right? The crematorium. Well, there's a. And they they have a special area in all Indian towns, I believe, where they take the bodies to be cremated. Although she said sometimes if they don't have money, they just leave them on the street. But if you know if they have a little money, don't have to have a whole lot. They take them to these these cremating cremation grounds, and they have all the flowers, and they cremate them, and then they throw the ashes. Yeah. But they're a, it's a part. They see the dead body, they celebrate the death, and, and, and the ones who can't afford to do it sometimes take the bodies and pile them up with other people, mm. so that when somebody's having a big burning of their loved one, they can come in and, and do have the burnings around. Mm, for, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Because so. I think Taja was saying that the wood costs quite a bit, so yeah. some people don't have the money for the wood, but and yeah, and every so often you'll see a dead body, you'll have to walk over yeah. in the street because people just have left them there because they yeah. didn't have the money. But that that's not so much the relevance of, of what the people are thinking. I think, um, yeah, of exactly. course, in the Hindu religion, they believe we have many lives. Mm-hmm. So you could be the one thing in the um, Tibetan Buddhist tradition, and I did this with my sister and with my father. And I understand that in their tradition, when someone passes, they reincarnate after at, after forty nine days. So they've got it's like keeping of the spirit with the Lakota for a year. Mm. So you've got 49 days, and in 49 days, they're going to be reborn as somebody. Mm. So the ceremony that we did, we had uh, for both my father and for Claire, we had a ceremony of uh, Thanksgiving and the fun, the joy. We all had to share our funniest or most fun story about this person. Um, we 
we brought food. Um, and sometimes in my sister's case, I asked everybody to bring um, a bit of food that they always, the, the type of food they enjoyed sh- sharing with her. Mm. Um, and then uh, we, ha- you know, after the 49 days, so we have her celebration. And then we ha- I have a big bowl of sand. And you place a picture in the sand, mm. and you burn it. And then, when it's burnt, you then welcome this your this new person who, however, they're coming back into a brand new existence. And I cannot tell you how, when you celebrate the person's next life, you know, everybody says, "Oh, you mean she's back?" And I said, "Yeah, but she's back." And, I, and so we do this, I don't know who you are this time, but we love you and welcome back. Any, you know, ceremonies mean so much when yeah. somebody's passed. And even if it's the anniversary of your mom's death or your dad's death or your sister's death or your husband or wife's death, it's to do something to uh, joyful to honor them. That's lovely. I I know when I was filming a documentary off Elko on Elko Island above Australia there in an Aboriginal lands, um, they had somebody had just died. Actually, the person had been um, anyway. It had been it had been law. The person had had died, and they uh, keep kept the body for two weeks in, um, in I guess they used different kind of herbs and things to yeah. stop it from smelling, but uh, people would do these wonderful, they would paint themselves with um, yeah, ash, and then they would do these wonderful dances, and children and older people, everybody was included yeah. from the babies, like everybody could join in. So, uh, and the, the body was there so that people could could just experience it and the interesting thing is so that they didn't hold them back they destroyed everything that belonged to the person including well, the house there was so the this house. in the Lakota way after keeping the spirit for a year and I remember uh, uh, reading Frank Fool's Crow who was an amazing amazing spiritual leader I would say um so, you know, he teaches that after keeping of the spirit, after the year is over, and all the people that would come and, um, you know, participate or leave something on the altar, then you sit there and you give everything away. Everything goes. Your bed, your chair, all your pots and pans, everything goes. Everything goes. Mm-hmm. And then he sits there, and people start bringing things over. Oh, would you like a chair to sit? It's not the chair that you you've given away. It might be some other chair, or mm-hmm. do you need a cook stove? We have, or this a pot or a pan. So some everybody then uh, begins to provide you with with something after after that year. So it's a lovely, it's a lovely. I love this ceremony, the celebrating. Rather than the struggle, the struggle and the dying and the 
the, the grief is because we feel we've lost. And I yes, know with right. my dad, I mean, you and I have similar beliefs, but um, when my dad died, he wasn't like he was gone because he was present. I could feel him, and I could hear him, and every so often I could still hear him. It, it Whatever people believe is good, and at the same time I've had so many experiences with people who have passed over that um, that I know for me it's true. Yeah. And uh, that's why I don't feel so so it's shocking and it's difficult when people die but it's still not the same as when you when you know you can't communicate with them when you feel yeah. they've actually gone it's just the space suit or the body that dies yeah, I know and you and I have both had experiences where we've communicated on the other side yes, so uh -huh. we know that um, so that's that really helps me in that sense um, I do have um, you know, in one of my sessions where I, I was uh, talking to someone who, who had lost their dearest friend, oldest and dearest friend, mm -hmm. and, um, but, well, anyway, before, maybe a year or two before he passed, we had a session, and she mentioned him, and all of a sudden... He was there. He was there, and he was still with us at that time, but his whole, the sense of who he who he is at that point oh I got him I got him so uh, when he did pass I got him instantly and he is oh you know and I never knew him but because I am close and work with uh, his friend he's always mm. within he's always within reach he's very prominent some people are much closer, mm -hmm. and I and I have, um, and they can do that. They they will find someone like you or me or somebody mm -hmm. in order to get a message through or something. If they, if, if if somebody's not you know open enough to understanding that they're around them. Now that's why you know the the. TV program like The Ghost Whisperer or The Medium are fairly mm -hmm. accurate, I think. I can't say 100% accurate. But I know when I did, I, of course I was born dead, and then I was dying. I when just I, love it when you say, of course I was born dead. Yeah, that's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but then I had, as a little kid, I swallowed one of the things like an avocado pit. But, and as I was slipping inwards, because everybody was busy, nobody realized I, I you were was choking already to death. blue. I wasn't actually choking. I'd, all the oh. air had stopped, so yeah. I was turning blue. And I was dropping, but as I was doing that, I was sliding into the light, and that happened again when I, I'm not a good swimmer. When I was going off into the Murray River to swim with some friends, and my dad was there too, but um, and I slipped and went down too fast, and I tend to panic in water. So, um, and I was going in, I was starting to go in and drown, and the same thing, I started to go back to the light. So I know for me that there is this incredible light and. Yeah energy inside there and I um, I think that in the end all of the different cultures are aiming to help people to somehow get to that place uh, you know so with the cultures it, it, it's probably we'll probably get some really wonderful interviews from people coming up on, on their cultures and how what death means to them yes and I, I wanted to explore with um I, I have this wonderful Peruvian shaman uh, with us. 
he doesn't speak English well enough to do the interview, but his vocabulary is extraordinary. Um, but uh, I would love also maybe uh, for for us to interview Luke about the plants in the in the rainforest and in Central and South America that deal with, because I know he had an experience with one plant that took him through his death so he could visualize his death. And I yeah. think that's interesting how the people who work with uh, plants and vegetables and uh, all the healing plants, how they work with death. death. Because yeah. it's just a transition, isn't it? I mean, it's uh, yeah. if we can feel the energy inside our bodies and, the, you know, like in our hands, that never dies, but the, the, the energy behind, not the energy in the body beyond the actual physical body doesn't die, but the physical body will drop with today, tomorrow, mm-hmm. or 1,500 years. And it's funny, when um, we were in ceremony yesterday, Byra and I, and he talked about, um, it just like you do, and, and of course he's from a tribe in the Amazon, and he says, but... This body is just the clothes we wear at this lifetime so we can express what the spirit mm-hmm. uh, wants to come forth. So the spirit is always there. Yeah, so it's like a that's costume. Not, yes, so that just to understand that the spirit, the essence of who you are, never dies. And I think that's why, in some cultures, I think that's why, in a way, that... Uh, I could be wrong because I'm not an expert at this, but I think that's why the Zen Buddhists went to Zen, was to go directly to that space, that light that you find when you're dying. And uh, I think it can get very complicated um, when people feel... You know, there's lots of pathways to that, of course, mm-hmm. but it can get they, it can get so complicated sometimes. I think that it's hard to find that light. Yeah. So if well, the more more complicated it gets, the bigger the search for it becomes, and then true. the search denies you the result because if, in the in whether it's Zen or Tibetan Buddhism, mm-hmm. it's the activity of doing something rather than being something that will defeat it. So Yeah, and I think that's why it's probably easier for children to die because, like, when I was, I think I must have been three or four when I was dropping back into the light, and there was nothing to stop me. Actually, when I was 13 and I slipped in, there wasn't anything either. Once I'd given up fighting, yeah. that, like, as a little four-year-old, I don't think I fought. I think I just was eating, then I suddenly couldn't breathe, and I was just slipping back in. As a 13-year-old, I was fighting to try to stay, and then someone saved me, but I, I'd already given up. My body was already just starting to float, and I was going inwards, but it was still the same light. So, um, you know, I, I know what's on the other side. And I think there have been so many people in so many cultures who have talked about that light beyond death, yeah. the, you know, the tunnel of light or whatever you would like to call it. But we will have more shows on this. Okay, if I can just wind this up, because mm-hmm. we're getting up to the wind-up point, uh, is that really if if you are anxious about transitioning or pet dying or passing just explore 
different cultures from different mm-hmm. parts of the world and what they do for death. And then it just, it'll open up and broaden your mind because I think it's purely the West that has the real hard time because we have we have an addiction and an attachment to staying young. We don't even want to get old, let alone die. Yes, and so by exploring death or even, um, you know, uh, exploring different cultures, death is, uh, that's why I think in India, when people do a lot of spiritual journeying, um, they're sometimes sent to go to those cremation grounds and sit there yeah. and experience just the body going, just the body going, mm-hmm. so that they just can um, really just let go of that fear of death. Because it, fear of death is such a huge thing in our culture as well. Yeah. Fear of dying. Well, this is Earth Tribe Radio. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back soon. Okay, you can reach us at www.earthtriberadio.com or on iTunes. iTunes is good. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.